talking about, we talked about Corpse Reload, a podcast we did a while back. Yes. And I had a friend of my partner who got married in Portugal. Yes. And you said before one of the trip, hey, why don't you just go visit some of the sites? Yes. And, and you know, and I took your advice and I did. And why don't we have a talk about it for the first time? <laughs> Amazing. That's a great idea. Great idea. Yeah. So I, I went to Portugal. I went to Portugal last week of August. I went with my, my wife and we left our kids uh, here. Oh. Uh, and it was, it was, it was an amazing uh, trip. The only problem with the uh, trip uh, was that uh, I really enjoyed it. And it right here in Canada, you didn't. He didn't. You didn't leave your kids here specifically, but in, in Canada. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't leave them with you. No, I <laughs> no, didn't no, leave they, them they with you. Just so you know, uh, and your uh, and your dog. Try, and my your, uh, child care um, services are not uh, that. Yeah, uh, no, well no, uh, no. My mother-in-law <laughs> came came down for the week, nice. uh, thankfully, okay. and uh, she she took care of them. And uh, so, how was it? Uh, it was it was a good trip. Okay. Uh, beautiful, beautiful uh, c- uh, country. Although you only visit like three or four cities, uh, and um, I did have one day where I visited the sites. So, a colleague of mine who's an addiction medicine doc went down there maybe a year or two ago, and he was just like. He was he was really impressed, but he did more of a two three day thing. He saw a bunch of the sites. He met with uh, uh, the police. I think he has one picture from where um, the police and the addiction treatment they were all at the same site working together on how to help uh, people. And he connected me with this uh, psychologist who uh, helps run one of these nonprofits uh, there. And they must have this happen all the time because it was a week before I sent him the message. He asked, "Oh, what days might work?" I said, "Oh, these three days work better." He said. I'll let you know. Then he gave me three Google locations on Google Maps to go and uh, go and visit uh, on uh, on a day. And so one of the days, I uh, I uh, took the um, I took the Uber down, and then I uh, got a ride to the second site, and then I walked to the uh, the third. Okay. And the first site was uh, really just in the middle of the the street. It was like, uh, and then I saw like I saw a little bus. I saw so is this this the bus here we're looking at right now? Yes, yeah, that that was the bus, but that was after uh, the clinical care was uh, was done. Okay, but but it was a special day. I think it was on International Overdose Awareness yes. Day. Okay. So they had two buses. So okay. one bus had a safe consumption, uh, safer consumption room, along with a bunch of uh, harm reduction supplies. So over there, naloxone is not free. They have very limited naloxone. They can't just sort of hand it out in, in general. But on this day, they had it to raise awareness. And these really nice um, packaging for these uh, these kits that are there there as well. And then they have their methadone. And so in Lisbon, they have two methadone vans. They they go around the um, the the city at, at specific times and have a specific uh, stops uh, on the team. They'll have a, a psychologist, a couple social workers, and a that's case who we're manager. Looking at right now, that's the van. Yes, okay, that's the van. But yeah. the people in front, those are those are the uh, healthcare providers okay. that are uh, that are uh, that are. And that team there. of uh, would be consisting of uh, of a psychologist. You said, yeah, the psychologist, the one that runs the uh, not runs, but they're, they're the supervisor of that that site uh, locally, uh, and um, and there's social worker, case manager, uh, and then there's a um, I'm not for sure it's a pharmacist. I think it's more of a technician okay. that'll administer the the methadone and okay. uh, and stuff. Um, and and this is the low barrier program where they go to all these sites around. And then once you have a level of stability, you go down to the main hospital for your uh, care, right? And so once your life is a little less chaotic, uh, you can come consistently on a certain number of days and then you would go um, there uh, for it. So uh, I'm a, a substance user in Lisbon and I see this bus and I can just, do I need an appointment to go there? Can I just go up to the no, bus? You, you don't need an appointment to, to go there, but if it's your first visit, it takes time. It takes some time to do the assessment, figure things out, what to offer. 
Uh, they do need one urine screen. They don't regularly do urine screens, but they need one thing that shows that there's opiates in your system, so they're not just starting it on somebody who's opiate naive. Uh, and... Um, and then they'll have to confirm with the psychiatrist. So, so North America is unique where psychiatry hasn't historically done addiction medicine care. But if you go to South America, you go to Europe, uh, psychiatry does both, right? They do addiction and they do um, mental health. Uh, and so they, they'd call the psychiatrist and then get it started. I think we had one patient who was restarted that day. They, they called and, and got it set up and it was provided there as well. Okay, interesting. And uh, okay, so and this is, uh, so, so this is kind of like the, um, uh, I guess the outreach for the hospital. Hospital. Yeah, that's what I understood it uh, was, you know, I mean, but it's it's the same, but it's not the same. So they still had to call in, they had to confirm this, confirm that when the last dose was, anything else medical, all those things are going on. And every now and then they'd have different initiatives where they could do like blood work or like connect hep C treatment and things like that. It's really impressive. I mean, the, the bus has been there for at least 20 some years, I think, from what I understand. Uh, the colleague that I met, uh, one of the psychologists, uh, she'd been there since I think 97, 98. 98 uh, doing that kind of uh, kind of work and am I do I have to pay any money for these this service as a as a as no. a resident of the city and uh, no okay no no. All right. I mean, I mean, they, they do have gaps as well, and I think the I think for all of us that work with patients that are that are dying, uh, we we wonder what's missing, right? What's missing? What's missing? And so for them, uh, they're like, we need more naloxone kits. We don't have naloxone kits, right? Or we need, um, uh, we need. They, they, there's always a need for more things uh, because usually there, there's a certain subset of people that we're not able to capture or uh, or help. Okay. All right, that's interesting. So, so I, went, I went down there and it was that overdose day and uh, oh my goodness, they were so kind. They just went through all the things and at the end, I did, like I wasn't going to take a picture, but they're like, oh, would you like a picture at the end? I'll just take it. And then they uh, had the staff line up and uh, they said it was fine, you know. And uh, so so I, I took the picture there. They took the picture with the uh, the staff and they were just so, yeah, just so uh, helpful. And, and you see they just really cared about the patients that were there uh, as well. Yeah. So we went there and then uh, the psychologist uh, she drove me down to the safe consumption site. Okay. And the safe consumption site is a newer thing, right? So that was probably around 2019 that it uh, that it started. And that's what we're seeing in the next picture here? Well, that's the safe consumption room. I didn't take a picture of the building. And, okay, but and, that's and they, they the call room it, when you get in there. Yeah, when you get in there. And they, they said this is a place that was in what they called the trafficking area, but it's a drug trafficking area. So that's just an area where there's a lot of drug trafficking that's uh that, that's occurring like outside and in that area and that's where the consumption place is okay that that's interesting to me so uh, there's uh the drug trafficking area so um this is where you can buy and sell drugs with the impunity um it's just it's known to have people that are trafficking drugs i'm pretty sure the laws still apply but but Generally speaking, that's what's there's money changing. Like when even you're walking through, you're seeing people that might be doing that. Uh, I, I didn't see people that are trafficking. I probably saw people that were high like, in sounds, uh, some way. Sounds like, sounds like I mean, such a dark word. But let's say, yeah, but, but I think I think it's the translation, right? I think it's okay. a, that, that's why because they didn't know what they were saying at first, right? They're saying trafficking, like I'm like, like excess trafficking this because <laughs> I, I, we don't use that word here, but I think it's just how the way they was translated from Portuguese to English. So it was just the word that they okay. so uh, th used. This is where somebody who has drugs is helping out someone who doesn't. 
Yes, or selling it, or selling it. Yeah, that's exactly it. Just trying to think of a more yeah, yeah, empathetic, yeah, empathetic. Yeah, I mean, patient centered. But anyways, yeah. So I mean, that was the area that it was in. And right. The building was actually nice. I didn't take a picture of the the building. I just took a picture of the the room. Uh, but in the the building itself, they have like a check in desk that's uh, that, that's there. They they have certain rules where um, at certain times that you can sort of uh, be there at. They had a, a regular smoking room, cigarettes to hang out. Then they also had a little lounge where you could like watch TV as well. And they had four or five uh, showers, right? That seemed right, very like, like just they, they look like good showers. So you could do shower, change. They had a room full of clothes, tons of clothes, right? So they right. had like, you know, jackets, pants, like shirts, stuff like that. That was there more for the clients that were coming in that people could donate, uh, you know, and, and have there as well. They had a back room where the staff hung out. So there was a couple of psychologists back there. They had like a small coffee machine and a little area to sit. And then they had the two uh, consumption rooms. Uh, and the one that the picture that we have, this is more for the injection and drug use, but they also had a smoking room beside it as well. I didn't take a picture of that as there was like six, seven people in there. And it was interesting because the social room was actually, uh, sorry, the smoking room was a social experience. It seemed right. like it was just five, six people. They would come. They, it was almost like they were, they were chatting, talking. Um, it was almost like a good, I don't want to say good vibe, yeah. but it was like a, it was, it was a good uh, place uh, to be. Uh, and then there was the, the other room with the injection. There wasn't anyone using at the time when um, I was, uh, I was, uh, I was there and they have the observation space uh, that you can see it uh, as well. They have a lot of education stuff there, there as well, you know, and uh, the psychologist was the one that was there, but there was also someone who's training to do uh, the social work degree and he was doing a lot of the education uh, around the different items. It really reminded me of like what you would see like in a diabetes clinic where they have these educators as information, safe for consumption, all that stuff. And it was interesting in terms of the number of overdoses too, right? Because what do you have at a safe consumption site in Canada? Like each site, how many overdoses a day? There they had about 40 in a year, right? So 40 right. overdoses in a year. And we talked about this in the past. Yeah. Because they, they don't have fentanyl. They don't have fentanyl. And Everybody I talked to was like, thank God, you know, we don't have fentanyl. We wouldn't know what to do. Right. We wouldn't know, we wouldn't know what to do or how to handle it. Thank God. It's just, you know, it's like heroin and crack were the two things right. that we were seeing there. Okay. So, uh, so interesting. So they got those wraparound supports. You can have a shower there. You can get some fresh clothes. You can, you know, and then if you wanted to talk to somebody, uh, you're saying that there's a psychologist that uh, it, it, the people are, are perhaps better trained than what we have, but the model seems to be focused on people that are are trained well. Yeah, I mean, they, they also they also said, you know, like one of our gaps is we don't have lived experience yet. And so I don't know what kind of administrative or hurdles and stuff that they they have to go through for that. Yeah. But that was, they, they identified that as one of the uh, gaps uh, from right. their uh, program. Okay. So, um, yeah. So, but, but if there's, but better support than what we have in Canada, as far as being able to go talk to a counselor, if I wanted to, or a psychologist. Yeah. I mean, it's tricky because the social workers, the counselors, the case managers are quite good. Uh, they're quite, uh, skilled. Uh, I just, yeah, I don't know why like, the psychologists are like, well, that's like, I mean, I don't think we have a psychologist on my team in the hospital I work in. And I don't, we don't have one on my team. Yeah, yeah. So, and there just seemed to be normal just to have like I met I met four psychologists that day. Right. Right. And uh, they all had different roles in different places. Some more patient facing, some more administrative, uh, and uh, program design, and uh, and so forth. Okay. Interesting. So uh, the illegal. I mean, the, the when we did our earlier talk, which uh, we'll uh, we'll post in the chat here now. As far as our earlier talk on Portugal, yeah, a lot. The, of, that's right. We're at that level. Yeah. yeah we can. We can. Uh, we can point at that. Point at old talks that we've done. The. Um, uh, we the big the big thing about that takeaway from that is this 
in not legality. It was uh, decriminalization, right? Is that that's the word for? The yeah, model. yeah, I think it was decriminalization. And what we read was that you you have a very small amount for personal use. Uh, you get a lot of trouble if you sell it to minors or give it to uh, minors. You're not allowed to deal it, and they selling through making some effort to stop it at the uh, borders. Right, and where where I think they drew the line was that they're going to sell it. There, it's it's decriminalized, but they're not supplying it. Right, so and it's all legal. Yeah, it's, it's all legal. It's not like uh, cannabis stores. Right, in, uh, where, Canada. where in Canada we've we've taken yep. the step further uh, of that yep. of getting in the business itself and making money from taxation and 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 what have you. Right, because because it's uh, right. So we're, we're we're very much in the in the business of promoting it almost. Yeah, and so the consumption site is there. I think there's another one that's either opening up, but but they have the same problems where in certain neighborhoods they don't want it and it's like a lot of uh, politics and, and this and that around those things too uh, but it's just, it was just nice to, to see it was nice to see a, <laughs> I never thought I would say this yeah it was just nice to see a smoking room I don't know yeah. it's, a, it's one of those things where when you have somebody coming in regularly you can stack on so many other supports to it right yes, absolutely. whereas if somebody's in hiding and they never connect with anyone yeah who knows, you know? No, 100%. I mean, that that whole wraparound model, I mean, that's what I, uh, you know, even if, uh, you know, all the different services that are coming out. I mean, even when we talk about our RAM clinics right now, trying to add add services to that, right? So uh, what we've, uh, at St. Mike's, what we're, we've just come out, not just come out with, it came out a couple of years ago, but we're remarketing, I think it's called our Pathways Clinic, which is a, a psychiatry clinic for people that have been to our RAM at least twice then uh, if 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 it's warranted and there might be some comorbidities and some some reason to do this or, and, and some interest on the patient, of course, then we can connect them with a psychiatrist um, that would be seen one day a week. So, um, and, and 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 we're using that. I mean, I don't know if it's. I think it's a great thing to have it because you know otherwise to get a psychiatrist is really hard, especially for our population. It's it's actually almost impossible for our population. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how. I mean, that's what I do, and I don't know how to. I don't know who to hook, who to hook them up with. Okay. No, no. I mean, I mean, I guess I, I don't fully appreciate it because I, I work in an addiction clinic, yeah. and when they need psychiatric care, I just, I just offer it, right? I just set up another appointment, and I see them for longer, and I do it. So you may have an informal pathways type clinic well, arrangement. Only because I'm a psychiatrist by by training. But you're right. Like uh, to get that referral, and then to get the person to show up, it's a whole yeah. Other well, ball I, game. I, I mean. Uh, I know a lot of psychiatrists, including the one I'm sitting with here, but I, I probably know, I don't know, like a dozen of them now at this point. Do I know how to hook a patient like that with one? No. No, no. No, no. no to see me, you have to have been at the hospital I work at. Yeah. And you have to be seen by me while you're there. And then you'll get an outpatient to follow right. up with me. So, it, you know, it's a very specific criteria even for there. And and that's fine. I, I'm not, But I'm, what I'm saying is that having that extra service, I think, is no, a it's good plus. Yeah, no, and I work, I work in another place uh, as well. And I thought I was going to do addiction medicine there. But they're like, no, 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 it's psychiatry is the gap. And that's what we need. We have places and for addiction medicine. Yeah. Um, so what other, any other takeaways from Portugal that, uh, you know, that we can learn from or that we found interesting? Yeah, I mean, the, the big thing really just was the fact that they have these uh, highly uh, trained uh, professionals that are uh, there. Uh, they're heavily trained in research and uh, evaluation. I think psychologists are in that, uh, that lens. That part was uh, interesting. And it felt more almost like a diabetes model of education, at least in uh, Lisbon. I heard up in the north, it was much more... Um, um, you can use whatever you'd like to use, you don't want to use, you don't have to use. Whereas um, where I was, was more like a, 
an education kind of uh, kind of uh, kind of thing, uh, and uh, and then the other spot that I saw was also interesting. I saw uh, a building that um, uh, was a COVID shelter or with the safe consumption space there uh, as well. And is that so, where this artwork is from? Yes. Okay. Yeah, no, that that's where it's from, and it's uh, one of the persons that was uh, that was there, and it was it's in the it's in the building uh, in one of the the rooms that are there uh, there as well, and it's describing some of the events so this around. Work is from the clients of the service. One of the clients of the wow. uh, service, uh, and, uh, uh, and very it's, talented, uh, yeah, very talented, oh, God, client. unbelievable, yeah. yeah, unbelievable. And it's uh, it was done uh, during the COVID time because COVID time was very unusual, right? Like all of a sudden, all social connections were uh, taken away. Uh, you know, it was a uh, yeah, it was a very upsetting time uh, for for everybody, and more so for those. Uh, I, I believe that that used drugs. I think was devastating for them, and so you just see some pictures. You see the common area in the middle. I mean, the way it was designed is really it's almost like this um, square rectangle building with an open uh, ter- like a thing in the middle. What do you call like those? A courtyard. Yeah, <laughs> courtyard <laughs> in the uh, in in the middle. Um, they they had a small uh, area uh, where they had a bunch of uh, rooms or offices for the the, the staff. They had a physician's uh, room uh, or a nurse practitioner's room, and then they had a nurses room and a medication dispensing area as well and then they had three uh, consumption spaces they had a smoking area they had a um, injection area and then they also had a uh, drinking area as well and uh, you don't just keep all the drugs with you 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 have a, some kind of a deposit thing you, you put them put them in that box uh, and then when you have to use you come and get it you use your stuff then you put it back in there when you're uh, when you're done uh, and it's uh, really closely monitored by nursing uh, staff or maybe maybe they're more social workers something I can't remember yeah. and so it's uh, they, they really do a lot of education around stuff it was interesting because the smoking room was very different right it wasn't the social atmosphere it was more like individual uh, tables uh, you were allowed to go if you were a couple but this is all because of COVID right so right. They, they were very concerned about COVID and so they they had the spacing and stuff there too now you talk about education so that when I think of education I I, I, I don't know I think of it being uh, I don't in this setting for some reason I just have this coercion type uh, model of it is, yeah, is that, so, so was I, that vibe or am I, I wrong? It, it, I mean the the thing is. Um I don't think they would ever deliver it like this. When I spoke with these people, they almost had that whole, uh, I don't know if you can say that, that harm reduction, maybe a bit of MI, but more harm reduction energy. Okay. They also had that destination in their mind, I think, where they wanted to make sure uh, you knew how to inject safer. They had a bunch of those uh, pamphlets that very similar to the KD stuff that we would get uh, here. You know, like the similar colors, like this is safer, this is less safe uh, to to inject here. Um, So the vibe, what you're saying there is the the destination in your mind is the destination that that, that they've used in the most uh, safe way possible or the destination is they're not going to use anymore? No, the destination is that they're aware of uh, how to use safer and the okay. risks of uh, using, All right. right? Like, so it's uh, not that disappointment uh, that they they were able to find the vein. It's that's that's what you wanted to do. We did it well, and you did it with a clean needle, and you're all good to go. That's a good. That's thing. my good. But I didn't ask them if they coach on uh, like how to like find a vein. I right. suspect that would be a part a part of it. Although most people know their bodies better than the clinician, right? That's uh, that, yeah. that's seeing them. I just, because uh, for uh, maybe part of it was that it was also National Overdose Awareness Day. Yeah. And I attended a session where they're teaching people about uh, overdoses and they were talking about overdoses. And it's just, it's just so, I mean, it's just, it's worse here, I think, because of the fentanyl. But the, the amount of people that have seen people die is just like, 
just uh, just hits you. But at the same time, I think, you know, um, they're partially because Narcan's not fully available. You know, people are open to learning and seeing, well, maybe I can have this, maybe something that could help and, and, and whatever that is. I just, it just felt more like an education thing. They also had a, a common TV area. They had a large meal place. Initially, when they designed it, they planned on having the people who lived there to help sort of cook and participate, but something like safety thing came up and uh, around the piping where they, they, they couldn't do that. And they also have a floor that's more around education. They'll have courses, job retraining, uh, resume prep, uh, things like that. Oh, great. Okay, so if, I, if well. I want to get my shit together and uh, there's yeah. there, that yeah. that wraparound service even went to... That's, that's yeah, amazing. Yeah, it's not, it's not like mandatory and stuff. And then they, they'd have uh, two areas, one for women alone, uh, one for men alone, and then a small couples, a certain number of couples could be there uh, as well. They did have a small number, like for the ones that were drinking alcohol regularly, they also had a bunch of uh, pills available too. So in uh, in the main hospital, uh, they they were doing this managed alcohol program where they're giving people uh, folate, uh, B12, B1, all these multivitamins, plus a little bit of a Valium uh, and stuff, and a little bit of uh, antipsychotics. And and part of it uh, was that uh, I can't remember, but there's only certain hours where you have access to alcohol, okay. and then they don't want you to withdraw and stuff in between those uh, those times. And my memory is off. I can't remember if it's overnight that you don't have access to your alcohol and or just during the day or if you have to leave for a little while and then come back I can't remember the rules and uh, they also had uh, I think they only had a certain number of spots and uh, the wait list was quite long to get into this uh, this building Okay. and so if you left for a couple of days uh, you're at risk of losing your thing if you're too say if you need like medical detox they would send you to the hospital like if you were super uh, sick uh, in some way but then you'd have to come back in some way I mean I can't remember all the rules but everything that they had was done with intention. It sounded like uh, it was really this place of compassion with uh, harm reduction as being the primary uh, goal. And then for those that wanted to shift, giving them a pathway out. And was it, so uh, just the fact that you said the medical detox, so you, did you get the sense that there was that cohesion between these two services that uh, if somebody absolutely needed medical detox, it was available for them in the hospital? Did you get that sense? I, I got that sense. I didn't okay. ask about it explicitly, but I know there was some kind of a partnership because they're running a managed alcohol uh, study sort of in the hospital with trying to cover their withdrawal symptoms. Right. They had the medications at the uh, the, the facility I was at as well. Well, that seems like a, you know, that's a step forward from what we've got too, right? We don't have, yeah. medical detox is very no, but the, difficult the, the challenge, The challenge, JP, is all the stuff that I've seen seemed like a step forward. And when I was talking to them, the funding was tenuous for these things that were effective. Well, so it's the same, the same, <laughs> same shit. <laughs> Just a different place, right? It's like, yeah, they've got something great that works, looks phenomenal. They do this, this, and this. And their funding might not last, right? And all right, so, all right, all right. Well, so, let, let, but but they've got. Uh, listen, we getting a medical detox bed right now is not easy to do in Toronto. So, uh, you keep making these uh, these statements, and then I'm like, like, is it is it that hard? Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to tell me how to do it? I don't know. I just like if they get a regular detox bed and they they see me, I can just give them the meds there. Like, I could, like, well, that doesn't make it a medical detox. That means you're getting them a script in, in, in a detox. If they go home and their mom's there, I can have their mom hand them the meds okay. every few right. hours. So when, I, when I'm talking about a medical <laughs> detox, I'm referring to uh, an inpatient stay where somebody who's, uh, for example, withdrawing on non-palatables, um, which we know can be very dangerous and has yeah. a profound yeah, seizure so for them, history. Yeah, for them, I think you have to almost coach them on to be enough withdrawal that when they go to the hospital 
they'll score on the scale. And then you have to beg them, just don't leave, please don't leave, please don't leave to drink the non-palatables. And then if they stay there for those eight hours and they, they shake for those eight hours and finally the team notices and then they start the treatment and they don't undertreat, the person might get the full withdrawal management. They might, but some of these days require multiple days like to, to do safely. Well, Camage, Camage can do the first day. So you go to the withdrawal to Camage, they'll keep you for 24. Which program is that? Just the Emerge, the Emerge. Okay. They, they do 24-hour Emerge. <laughs> so so with, with Portugal... So I'm glad that somebody's getting it. Even if their funding's about to be cut, it's more than what we got right now. But, but it's, not, it was, it's not full medical withdrawal. It's just some... I mean, the, that's what I mean. They're it's a hospital some. that's willing to accept them in and give them some care. Yes, that, that, that is correct. <laughs> For now, I will not. I will not look for that. But, <laughs> okay. but I think, like, it's just—I uh, don't know. It's—they uh, don't seem to have so much of a. Um, I don't know. I just—they're—they're uh, they're so nervous about fentanyl coming to Portugal. They're so yeah. grateful that it's not there there yet, and they don't know what they've, what they'll do when it comes. And when I think back to like 2016, when those overdoses were starting for for at least what you were seeing in the the shelters, yeah. and was I was seeing in the hospital, they're probably happening earlier, right? They're probably happening earlier than 2016. Um, yeah, we we weren't sure what to do then, and uh, we're we're still not sure what to do now. Well, hopefully, yeah, hopefully they don't uh, they don't have to deal with that, but if if they do, I'm sure that they, they seem to, uh, you know, they'll have to do like everybody else, like we do every day and figure it out somehow. Yeah. And I think with some of the philosophies of care that have been helpful over the last two decades, you know, being one of the first uh, places to decriminalize, uh, I think they have a good chance of success. You yeah. Know, I really it, believe so. Like, if, and then, if anybody does, I think, I think, I think they, they do. do. Yeah. yeah. And, and they just, the, I mean, the people here are great as well. So I shouldn't say that, but just, it was, it was just so great meeting yeah. those people and, and hearing what they did and how they were adapting at different phases and the different stuff that they built yeah. and developed. It was just uh, very inspiring. Well, that's, uh, that's, very good that's, energy. Great. Thank you for being our roving reporter, uh, traveling halfway around the globe to well, uh, Portugal. Well, keep in mind, you know, I just, I, I have the privileged class. I was going on for a, for a friend's uh, wedding. So we won't be able to write this trip off in the uh, kind of, uh, out of the proceeds of our uh, our huge uh, podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, we did get 20 views. I think we were at 25. I think we were at 25 for the last one. 25 for the last one. Let's, let's keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Uh, keep it rolling. People need to hear what hear we're this saying. Message, yeah. they, they want to hear this message. We want to share this message. Awesome. All right. Thank okay. you so much. Right. See you soon. Thanks for watching. If you like what you saw, please feel free to like and subscribe. That way you'll get notified when we come out with new content. We try to come out with new content about uh, every week or so. So anyway, thanks again and see you soon.